0: Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning,
1: San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Hope you're having a great Saturday morning. God bless you. Let's go to the Lord. There Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to tell the world what's going on in my life, what the difference you've made in my life, how you've opened my mind, opened my sight. And because of the Holy Spirit having this show to tell people the good, the bad, and the ugly, what's going on in the car business, help them to absorb every bit and listen to Proverbs one five. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. And I hope that I'm a mentor to them to help them grow, learn, and do a better job on their decisions and their purchases. And that's this in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put on Facebook. Did a little texting this morning on the lying of Carfax. Now, Carfax is not perfect. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes, and there could be some mistakes. But I bought three units recently. One, the people thought they were buying from a car dealership, and they advertised it, and they lived in New Braunfels, and the car was in Houston, and they go down there to buy this vehicle, and the dealer, the person who flips cars... And they didn't look at the title. They didn't follow my process. And they bought it from this guy, thinking they were buying it from a dealership. And he told them that it, it had clean Carfax, no accidents, no nothing. I showed them where the paintwork was, paint, showed them where the, it had some work on it. And these people sold me the car, lost a tremendous amount of money, number one because of the accident report on it, and and the car wasn't hurt. That's not the issue. The lying was the issue. The misleading was the issue. When we know the truth and we don't tell the truth, is that lying? This lady was very unhappy. They lost about $7,000, not counting Uncle Sam's part. That's tax title transfer. So she lost about $8,000 on a short vehicle, short-owned vehicle. I mean, I think she owned it four or five months. It wasn't what she really wanted. But she got a hold of a salesperson that put her together. Hey, does a great salesperson know how to push your button, how to entice you in the unit, convince you you're making a great, great deal? I have another show going on right now that's a great success. Uh, MakingMemoriesRV.com. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We talk about situations because I'm in the I'm in the trenches. I buy motorhomes. I buy uh, campers from a lot of people, and so many people go to these places and they convince them this great, great salesman. Convince them. But you're buying the best camper around. Everybody's going to love it. It's going to keep its value. You just can't lose. It's I can't believe I'm giving you this great deal. And then six months later or a year later, in fact, this one situation, lady was a doctor in the military. Her fiancé left. Well, they didn't need it because they were going to live off base, this, that, and the other. But anyway, so she tries to sell it back to the camper place where she bought it. And I told her, I said, I want you to get the best you can. I'm I'm not one of these kind of guys that if you've got an opportunity to get plenty of money for your unit, I want you to take it. I'm not going to stop you from it. I'm not going to tell you that any other way. I want you to do the best and be at the best of what you're doing. So she follows my instructions, and she couldn't get a figure out. And finally, she said, I said, explain to him. They explained to you that this was the greatest deal on earth and that you were going to love it and everybody would want it and it will keep its value. And she gave 41000 for it. Now, what do you want to give? Finally, they got a figure out of that dealership, $15,000. Now, how can you sell a great deal at 41000 and six months later offer 15000 well, that happens in the motorhomes, the campers. That happens in the cars. This poor lady, good-working lady, she loses $8,000 on a vehicle she didn't want. She found the right unit, the right situation, made the right purchase, but she needed to get rid of her car. She she wouldn't have two payments. And so she paid her car off and sold it to me. Well, yesterday, lady comes in, wants to sell her Jeep. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, Well, I need to move it. I don't need it anymore. It's paid for. Here's the title. I said, Well, ma'am, I said, I'll buy your unit, but it's been an accident. Well where I bought it they told me it didn't have any accidents. So we pulled up a Carfax, showed her it had three accidents. She was very upset. Then we walked around the vehicle and I showed her where it had been worked on before. But here we go again. She goes down to a dealership in New Brunswick and of course they were on another situation they were on tv for doing something bad and she showed she bought it from them and they they lied to her they told her no accidents had three accidents another situation same way they showed her a carfax this lady you know lots of times it's ladies lots of times it's men they showed her a carfax but i said did you see what it Said on it, she said, no, they just said no accidents. I said, did you read and make sure it was the unit you were buying? No. I I believed them. Some salespeople are so so convincing that we trust them. But when money's our God, and in the business of the car business, 90% money's our God, how can we get a fair deal from these people when they worship money and they worship taking your money? So if we believe in them 100%, that's like maybe enticing a king cobra, playing with it. Because they'll strike you. They can strike you and put you in, in debtor's prison. They can put you behind an eight ball, and it takes years to get caught up. Make decisions today. Make, make today pay off tomorrow. Make today pay off those decisions, not an 84-month decision. When did we make cars so important in our lives? I know we need transportation. Have we got so infatuated with image, with being the the person that has the right unit and has to have the right unit? Where are we at in our purchasing thoughts? It starts with the thought, it goes to thinking, it goes to action. Actions cause us to be in debtor's prison for years. So car faxes do make mistakes. Car faxes, hey, in this vehicle that had three accidents, it was a bunch of minor accidents. The car's not hurt, but it's not worth the value of one that hadn't been hit. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. If you're lied to a, about a unit and you give all the money, those people are lying, taking advantage of you, intimidating you, working you, trying to convince you they are a friend. Oh, getting all the trust in the world. But the vehicle is not hurt. It's not worth it. nothing. If you've got one that's hit hard, different story. And right now, it don't take much for an airbag to go off. Well, that's fine. It's something that's, that happens. Car fixed right, no issues, no problem, but not worth what one is that hadn't been in an accident. So if we take off, and I've, I've asked Mannheim, I'm, I'm always asking outside-the-box questions. Mannheim's a big auction in the United States, the biggest auctions. They sell the most cars. But they they talk to me a lot, kind of an advisor for them maybe, is what you might consider. But I talk to them a lot about looking at the future, looking at what's going on. And if we pull up, Carfax is on all the cars at the auction. I'm guessing 50 to 60% have had an accident report on it. If we take all the cars off the market, we're not going to have any cars left. And there's a lot of cars, I know a man that buys cars, uh, that are rental cars. And rental cars don't have a Carfax because they're self-insured. Anybody's self-insured, usually they don't have an insurance claim against. Now, there can be an accident, and it can show that there's been a police report but a lot of cars <clears throat> come off the rental things. You can pull up a car fax and see if it had a, a report. Then fix the car and sell it like it's never had an accident. And the guys that do that make sure most of the time there's no frame problem, and they do it, and they do it right. And so those cars are not hurt, but you don't know how much paint works on it and if it's going to last and if it's always going to look good. There's a lot of uncertainty on it. The car business is very complicated. But we, as dealers, as advertisers, Desperados. You remember that song? Well, we're in that Desperados time now. Dealers are saying and doing anything to entice you to come to the lot. Flat entice you. And I've got a magazine here. That's a car dealer magazine. Of course, y'all don't get this for the public. This is just for the car dealers. And I'm going to show it on Facebook here Live. A wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh my goodness! And that's they're talking about car dealers. See, it's and it's the it's a car dealer magazine. A wolf in sheep's clothing. They couldn't be talking about salesmen, could they? Oh no! But it's so complicated. There's so many different avenues, ways of making money, ways of white or or black in the gray area. White or black tell the truth. Black is the evil gray area is explaining intimidating working the customer not telling the truth when we know the truth making fun of the customer man I was in a dealership the other day. They made big money on a used car and they were all laughing about it And you know that poor customer they made $10,000 on them. Here there's 10000 profit. They got all the money the car's worth. They drive it off the curb. Now what's it worth? If you can afford that, if you get in that situation, Bubba, all you got to do is get ready and go to work because you got to pay that car off. You got to pray that at the end of the day, end of the payments, end of time, how long are you going to love that car? How long have you love have we messed that word up love have we misused it i'm in love with that car does your love kind of soothe away that that desire to have that unit you're so fired up you're so happy when's the last time you owned a brand new car how long was you proud of it how long was you in love with how much did it love you back does love give 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 you? Yeah, oh, that's that's a car. It gives you transportation, but it gives you loss loss of value, oh insurance, upkeep, maintenance, and all that other stuff. It keeps giving. Oh yeah, it keeps giving. So you just got to be ready. You know I forgot to give the phone number out again. I get so excited I let the Holy Spirit go, and run with this show. Let me give you the phone number if you want to give us a call. There's no dumb questions. Only dumb questions are the ones you don't ask. Two ten three four zero. 9585 that's 210 340 9585 I should give that number out every week I'm sorry but I get so excited I've got so much to talk about I want to be your mentor I want to I want to be a new light of education understanding knowledge that you can understand what's going on in the car business so well that you know it so well that you can teach others this radio show costs me, and uh, I've got a couple of sponsors. We're looking for some more sponsors. If you want to prove to the community that you want the well-being, the best for the community, you want them educated, making better decisions, have more money in the pocket, more money to spend at your business maybe, more, more money to enjoy life, more money to take a vacation. That's what this show's all about. I'm working hard to put it all together. I'm working hard to show you how to save money, make better, and a car's not an investment. I've got investment people tell me, don't say that it's an investment. Not an investment. It's a bad investment. Investment makes you money. A, a car, a vehicle loses you money. So, we've got a caller online. Hello, Carlos. This is Randy Adams. Thanks for calling in.
2: Good morning, Mr. Randy. Randy. Uh- Sorry for bothering you. God bless you. Thank you for the program and the station. I'm driving right now. I'm going with my family to try to buy a car. My question to you is, I have the money to pay the car The car, cash. It's good for me Good to pay the car cash or make a payment because, you know, I don't have papers, but my wife is a resident. I don't know which advice you can give me.
1: If you got cash, the best kind of car is a paid-for car. Definitely work cash. And and a lot of dealers don't like cash. Now, you're going to walk in some dealerships that you're going to pay cash, and they almost run you out. They'd rather have you with bad credit and where they could finance it and twist you and turn you and spin you where they can make more money. And being one of you are not legal, you can also put it in your wife's name. But make sure you... You, you protect your investment with insurance. Make sure you're a driver. You can be a driver on that unit and not be a legal resident. And that happens every day. The insurance people will finance you. And I've seen where both of them are not legal and insurance company finance them and insurance. Okay. But you don't How need to I- worry about that situation. Don't let them intimidate you about it. How can I protect
2: my wife? This gentleman is you know, calling a lot to my house and I said, look, You know, let me take, uh, you know, she said, let me talk to her husband to see, you know, which car we want. We want an SUV or truck, you know, for the family. But uh, the guy, he's pushing too much to something. We don't want it, you know.
1: First off, have you you prayed about it? You need to pray about it. You need to be in unity with your wife and your family. You may need to make a decision where all of y'all are in unity.
2: That's why we pray and talk to you. I'm glad we listen to your radio station. Thank you for everything. And, uh, did I, got, matter, I don't have papers, but my wife is a resident. I have the money to buy fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 car right now. Uh, I have a good income. I can prove it. The only I don't want, you know, is to feel that pressure they give me in the new car store. The dealers over there. Well, walk out.
1: Walk out. If they're pressuring you and if they're intimidating you and they're, and they're doing anything that you're uncomfortable walk out. Because this should be a better deal for you and your family. The salesman should be honest with you, telling you the truth. If you're comfortable with it and you like what's going on, but you've checked the car out, you've checked what the other cars are selling for, you're making sure that it's on the new market, what's going on right now, we have a shortage of nice cars. Evidently, you're productive, and I'm glad to see you're productive. Carlos, because you're saving money, you're saving cash. Evidently, you're working hard, and that's what we want in this in this country. We want people who are productive and want to be part of American community. And you speak English, that's great. I think you're doing the right thing. Now do the right thing and make the right purchase in what you've got. Cash is king in the business because you can buy more car. You don't have to pay interest. And take control. Be proud that you've got cash. Pride Pride, I know, is, will cost you money. But in this situation, take care of what God's given you in your hands and make it work the best for you and your family.
2: Let me ask you, Mr. Randy. Uh, I can prove my incomes. My, we are in the landscaping company. We have around 40 employers. And uh, all the time we want to, you know, I want to help my employers and help them to give down payments, to do everything. I know I don't have papers. I so, we are paying the taxes and everything. It's better for me to handle cash right now in the deal or cash, in you say, because I don't want later to bother me to see where I get the money. We have the account banks, and we can prove it where we get the money. So my concern is that they can ask me that kind of questions.
1: Well, if you're over $10,000, they're going to have you sign some forms, and those forms will go to the state. Uh, I'll tell you maybe the second half of the show what happened to me when I sold a Ferrari kid car to a man in Florida. Uh, That was a very interesting situation. But, yes, keep your money in the bank and write a check. Or, or, you know, if you, you take that much cash, you're going to report it. You're going to have to report it over $10,000. And they're going to have farms to sign. And if they don't have the farms to sign, that's really an issue because they're going to have to deposit that in the bank. And anything over ten thousand dollars, you've got to have form signed, stating where you know. And they lay, they come check you out. I had a guy. I uh, sold a twenty thousand dollar kid car. I'll tell the story real quick. Twenty thousand dollar kid car looked like a Ferrari. And we handed him the paper, and he filled it out, and he wrote on the social security number nine 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 nine. Well, I had I had IRS come to my office and say. What did you do? I said the man filled it out. Here's a copy of his driver's license. Do I call the man a liar, or what do I do? You've got his driver's license. You got the paperwork where he signed, and I don't know his serial number. I don't. I mean his his uh, social security number. I didn't know if it. You know. What do you say? And I said I did my part. I had him fill it out and I've got a copy of the driver's license. Finally they got off of me and they went and checked him out. He I don't know if he did it for a joke, I don't know if he wanted to be undercover. I don't know what the deal was, but that's what happened. So when you fill out that paperwork, they will come and check you. So if you're going to take cash in, you might you might be checked out. So I would put it in a bank. If you want to take a little cash, I'd be under ten thousand dollars, and write the rest of it, or take a cashier's check.
2: Okay, Mr. Randy, let me ask you. In September, they go to pass a new law. If something happened with somebody, uh, all my employees still have permit to be in the United States. That's what I tell them: be legal with a permit and renew every six months. If the police stop us, and we have insurance, driver license, everything. They have they cannot do nothing to us correct
1: that's correct, but why don't they become American citizens if they're going to be here a while and we want to accept them and we do we want them as part of the community, evidently, if they're working for you, they're being productive and they're wanting to work and so why don't they spend that time i've seen the immigration office over there off of uh two eighty one Right after Trump got elected, there was lines out the door every morning, and they would they would bring in vans. I guess they were parking somewhere else, and it was a huge parking lot. But they'd bring in the workers in that worked inside. And so why not take the time? Why not put the effort? I know there's some lawyers out there that try to rip everybody off on the but— to get together and get your people and, and become U.S. citizens just like you should become a U.S. citizen because you're productive, you're a business owner, and you should be part of American society. Don't you love America?
2: Yes, sir, I'm proud to be in this country. We try to be a, a good people, and we are not perfect, but we appreciate all the chances I, I got
1: news for you. I'm not perfect. I don't come to think about it, oh, Jesus Christ the only person I know who's perfect. I've got issues, I've got problems, I've got past, I've got the only miracle in my life is Jesus Christ changed me from a giver, from a taker to a giver, and everybody's got issues. But I want to thank you for calling. I want to thank you for bringing out some things that maybe some other people are looking at. But I'm glad that you're not living off the government, that you're productive. I try all
2: my employers when they have problems to go and give in loans and try to help us between each other and pray all the time to become better. We are praying for our, our residents and to try to make the best. And thank you for the advices. Uh, I'm going to a, a place called Volkswagen and Dominion, and the people is very nice over there and another dealers. Is somebody you can recommend me over there?
1: Well, I the think that, well, it's, it's- Part of uh, the North North Park organization, and I deal with them. They're good people, and so there's a possibility that would work for you there. And James Cole is a general manager. I've known him since he was a little boy. I've known his dad 50 years, so I, I do. I knew, and I knew his mother even before that. I've known his mother 60 years. So uh, James Cole's a great manager for North Park Toyota. But tell, hey, tell your employees to listen to my show to make better decisions, to help them out. I've got so many restaurants telling me that they're telling their employees to listen to my show. And also tell them do not do a title loan, 330% interest. They never overcome it. And they're advertising, hey, uh... I got my title back from title so-and-so, but the the repo chances are 95% and it's 330% interest. It's illegal in 27 states. So tell your employees, do not do a title loan. Hey, sell their car get cash, tend to their business, get them cheap transportation, because you'll never overcome a title loan, and they'll repossess your car. You'll pay in more than you've borrowed, and it's a pure bad trap. But tell your employees, definitely do not do a title loan.
2: We want to sell our trucks. Uh, can, we, can you give us our... Yeah, I buy, I, they, buy the good,
1: I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter, and I've got some great low mileage trucks right now available, and I've got some... Uh, off lease cargo vans that are super uh, buy from uh, a new they are about twelve thousand cheaper and you can buy a new one i've got also some 15 passenger vans that are about they're one year old and twelve thousand cheaper so thank you Carlos we've got a break coming in thanks for calling uh, i hope the people out there in the same situation are listening god bless you we'll be right back this is Randy Adams learn to buy and sell cars.com thank you for calling in our number here is two ten three four oh 9585. I'll be back in a minute, and I'll even give you my mobile number that you can call me direct. God bless you. Tell somebody to tune in. Thank you.
3: Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South, exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. Now, back to Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on AM
0: 630 KSLR.
1: Hello, this is Randy Adams again learn to buy and Sell LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Thank you, 630 AM, the word. Thank you for letting the car dealer and amongst a bunch of preachers. Isn't that unbelievable? But uh, I like talking about inner healing. I like talking about reconciliation to God. I like talking about my testimony, how God's changed my life. And uh, redirected. Have you ever been redirected in your life? Well, that's what happened to me. God just turned me and redirected me in a different direction. And. Open my eyes. You know, the Holy Spirit, when you've got the Holy Spirit in it, it'll open your eyes, give you common sense, make better decisions. And I'm here to just to help you take those steps. This is not my show. Against all odds, everybody was against me doing this show. I mean, I had radio stations that didn't want, even want to talk to me because they scared they might lose some of their advertising money. I had my... Employees, my friends, business associates, everybody say, don't do it. It'll wreck your life, it'll wreck your business, it'll wreck everything. I bought four cars off of listeners Thursday. Because they needed to sell a the car, they didn't need it. They tried to sell it on, on They got frustrated. They wanted to turn it into money, and they brought me the vehicles. To me, now most of them were cheaper stuff, and that's fine. I buy the good, the bad, the ugly. I buy wrecks, bad motor, bad transmissions, bad this, that, and the other. I fix them. I resell them. I sell them like they are, you know. And so I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. So if you got something to sell, go to LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Describe what it is. Look at it real hard. Look at it like you were buying it again. Look for every dent, major dent that needs to be fixed, every issue. Drive it, check it out, listen for noises. Describe the car to me online, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. I'll tell you what I'll give. I'll give you a fair market price. I'm going to make a little money. My overhead's low. I sell a lot of cars. I don't expect to get rich on your unit. And so describe it to me i 'll tell you what i 'll give that way you can sell it to me, trade it to somebody, or sell it on your own. Go to the other side of the website i learn to buy and sell dot com i 'm going to rush through that because I usually talk about it every week. Get your credit score. Go to ftc.gov, the safest place to go. That's franktommycharles.gov, ftc.gov. Find your credit score. Look at your credit real hard. Clean it up. Make sure there's no issues, something that you paid for that didn't get or something that was on there. My son bought uh, a forerunner for his daughter, paid cash for it yesterday, and then we got notification that somewhere in Dallas, Somebody was trying to buy a $60,000 unit with his credit. With They had his social security number. Now, how can he buy a car yesterday in the south side of San Antonio and then somebody steal his information and try to buy a $60,000 car in Louisville, Texas? That's on the north side of Dallas. I know exactly where it's at. Now, how does that work? So make sure your credit's clean. Watch over it. And and see what's going on. Get it fixed. Get it the best. Then go shop to all the banks, credit unions. Go online. Lightstream's doing a lot of financing if your credit's a little soft. Lightstream, um, uh, Capital One, there's a bunch of places. But also check credit unions around town, banks around town. And uh, if you're old bank and you found a new bank and they're the same rate, open up a new line of credit so you got availability at both two or three spots. The well well known rich people, they got ten banks they can go get money at. Get versified on it. And after you've got your credit lined up you know exactly how much the payments are going to be, what the interest gonna be, everything's lined up. Then talk to your mechanic, talk to go to online, check out the cars, get an idea. And then after you've got all that lined up, then shop, 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 find out what new market, old market is. If you have any questions on all the new market, old market, what's going on, what your trade-in's worth, listen to my show, go to the website. My phone number, my mobile number is 830-708-4789. And you know what the reaction to most dealers are? Are you crazy to give out your Mobile number, well, I'm answering questions Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. For people that need questions, there's no dumb questions. Call here. There's no dumb questions. 210-340-9585. The number here, give us a call, 210-340-9585. And like I said, I'm going to give my mobile. I'm going to try to give it out in another 10 minutes. So get your pen and paper if you want my mobile number is. But we had a caller last week and said, what are you trying to do? I'm giving the dirty secrets. Ain't hey, a wolf in, sh- in sheep's clothing? Well, just, I'm going to read a quick, just a little bit out of this magazine. There was a time to find wheels for the lady. She was looking for a late model explorer. And it was a fourteen, and she was at a national used car store. The Explorer had a clean Carfax, but she smartly decided to peek under and around, and found rust inside the door frames and under the seat. She said, "I think this is a flood car." The rep said, "All oh, Ford's rust in two years. He's a lot like a dog. I guess he's a wolf in sheep's clothing." And uh, it, and it. Turned out the Explorer was a fleet unit, so the flood damage wouldn't have been reported. Remember, I talked about that earlier today. She called mom and said, "Maybe I should buy it, or you know, and hire law- lawyers to sue." Them. Don't do that. Don't buy it and use an excuse to go do that. So she didn't. So she she moved on to a franchise dealership that uh, found Explorer that she loved, and she could afford that out-of-the-door price, but here we go again. She gets the out the door price, and the sales rep tells her that she has to buy $200 Edge product and a $500 production, uh, protection package, and that they preloaded it on the car, and she told them they, no, they refused to come off the price. Hey, you just got to stay... You better wear your tennis shoes. You better get your shorts on. You better get get ready for a battle. Hey, these are national franchise dealers, national used car operations. And they're wolves in sheep's clothing. I want to be your friend. Oh, I would never lie to you. No, 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 you know. Take my advice and do whatever your little heart desires. It's your hard after-tax money. So you've got to be ready for a battle, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Spiritually prayed up. Mentally, nothing, n- no unforgiveness, no jealousy, no, no pride. Buy what fits your budget. Buy what you can afford, what your needs are. Take the pride, greed, the selfishness, and keeping up with the Joneses out of your mind. Clean your mind. Forgive everybody. Be rested up, fed up, and be prepared for battle. I've changed advertising in this town. And one of the bad guys say, hey, come on in. We're going to give you top dollar for your vehicle. I, I proved that wrong the last two or three weeks. People have been over there. I outbid them by a mile. And they said, we're going to handle this deal in 15 minutes. We'll tell you the price and your trade and everything in 15 minutes. I, I talked to a, a person that was over there six hours and didn't make a deal. They figured out they were lying to them, putting them together, spun them, kept them going in a circle, then tried to four square them. you got to be mentally, physically, spiritually ready. Mentally, physically prayed up, ate up, rested up. And don't go over there like my buddy. My buddy was going to go buy a car at 630, and his wife said, Randy on radio said, don't do that. So they happened to catch the number off of this show, my mobile number, 830-708. 4789. Call me and said, Randy, we're a listener of yours. My wife said it's six thirty. we shouldn't go buy a car now. The salesman said they were going to wait on us. I said, Hey, at that late at night, they're going to push you. They're going to put the guilt trail on you. They're going to close you, send you out that door, and hammer you hard. Hey, call them up and say, I'll be over there after lunch tomorrow, which would have been Saturday, and rest it up and prepared for a battle. They had the only vehicle around they could find that they really wanted. I said, do you know what it's worth? And they said, no. So they described it to me. I gave them whatever they're bringing at the auction, let them know what the wholesale figure was. So they went over there and they didn't get the unit bought. Eighty five percent of the people walk into dealership buy something they don't intend to buy. That's not Randy Adams's figures. That's the manufacturers, the dealers' association figure on telling you what it is. got a few minutes left you want to give me a call, 210-340-9585. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We talked about the – I've got so many magazines, so many articles. I could give two or three days straight on violations of dealers, uh, what they do wrong, how they twist people, how they spin people, how they four-square people but you know the truth is that you know it's it's hard to relay everything that's going on there is there's so much going on in this business that I can't give you everything that's going on it it's going to take months and months you know uh I remember when people were thankful to have any kind of you remember the day you were you were Thrilled just to have transportation, but now we think we got to have something special, something better than everybody else. You know, we we think we we're, we're so great at what we're doing, but you know, the the rich will rule over the poor. The borrower is a servant to the lender. If you make that wrong decision, you owe five thousand, ten thousand. We're seeing people with fifteen and twenty thousand dollars too much. I had somebody ask me, said, you know, these big rebates on new cars, I said, you gotta figure out where you're at. And I had some people that owed ten thousand too much on their vehicle. And they needed a bigger vehicle. They were having twins. And so I explained to them, you need to buy something with that ten thousand off to absorb your upside down. But be prepared, you're gonna be in that cycle of debt. You're gonna stretch out your payments, you're having children coming in. You gotta weigh up the whole thing and where you're at and what's going on. Because, you know, you can use the advantage of the rebates. There's gonna be more and more rebates coming, I guarantee you. Because We're gonna right now. There's a shortage of good low miles cars. Desperados. I'm seeing new car dealers at the auction buy cars that are edgy and not as nice as they used to. More miles because they need to sell more cars. But what's happened is there's a there's a we have slipped down. We had people that used to buy twenty dollars and $25,000 cars are now trying to buy $15,000 cars. We have people that were buying $15,000 cars now buying $10,000 cars. We got the people that used to buy $10,000 cars now to seven dollars or $8,000 cars. So now the dealers are out trying to buy something to have to sell. They're trying to fit any kind of market of where they're at and what's coming in. So they're buying cars that they normally wouldn't buy, desperados. They're buying whatever they can to make whatever they can to overcome income, and it's due to the overhead. It's due to them trying to make the money. When money's your God, you'll do desperate things. Desperate people do desperate things. And so now the pressure's on the used car manager, and they're forcing them into the auctions, and they're trying to buy stuff that they normally wouldn't buy to get the numbers up, to get the sales up. Their their lots on nice cars are are low, but then you go to other lots, and they're packed, way packed. But if you got a super nice car with good miles, hey, you got something of value. Don't give it away. Don't let a dealer talk it down. Because you know you're on home turf, home field advantage. You walk into the dealership. Hey, they're gonna they're gonna block you in. They're gonna take advantage of everything they got. They're gonna work on you. They got home field advantage. They're gonna convince you they're your friends. They're sitting in a fifty million dollar dealership that takes a million and a half a month to open up the, the door. Hey, you don't think that dealership, money's not their God. It takes money to keep them places open. Eighty percent will lie to you. Twenty percent will tell you the truth. Which one are you walking into? Are you prepared for that? I've had so many people call me and say, you know, we've been doing business with this dealership for 20 years, but they've changed. I said, no, they haven't changed. You've changed. Well, how have I changed? I said, you're educated. My light is shining with understanding and knowledge. My light's shining because Jesus Christ is in my heart, and the Holy Spirit's leading me and guiding me in these shows. But I want your light to open up and be bright and wide span. That's what's happening to these customers. They're understanding what dealers are trying to do to them. They see what's going on. That dealership had not changed. Their overhead continues to go up. But their way of doing business hadn't changed. Their eyes are open. Now they see the difference. Now they see what people are trying to do to them. I said, you've changed. You're educated. Let the wise listen to add to their learning. Don't you want to learn as much as you can? Don't you want to understand as much as you can? Do you have that desire? Or has our government and our teaching in schools saying, oh, let the government do it. Let everybody else do it. Hey, the Millenniums are not wanting to do it like our parents did. They don't want to be trapped in debt with too big a house. That's why tiny houses. On my show, we were talking to a guy in Spur, Texas, that's building a community with nothing but tiny houses. And I said, you know, I told the guy at Spur, I said, you know, when your house is tiny is when your motor home or your camper's bigger than your house. And that's the way it's going because they don't want that debt. They don't want that trap, they don't want car payments. And they're praying at the end of them, they'll have some kind of value. I mean, you know, I just talked to a guy on another radio show a couple of weeks ago, and he's buying a new car because he had his paid off. I said, is that the norm? You just think you've got to make payments to the bank? Are you trying to stay friends with them? You think paying a bank will keep a buddy with you? I told him, I said, hey, keep the car you've got. It's a 12 model. You got it paid for. Make payments to yourself. I was talking to a general manager of Mannheim. He makes payments to himself, and his cars are paid for. That way he's got the money built up so he can buy something else. He's sitting around 3,000 cars a week. He sees what's going on. He understands the business. He was a general manager and a used car manager at new car dealerships before he's in the auction business. Why do people in the car business have money? They don't lose money on what they ride except for the, the high rollers. They'll get a Mercedes. And, you know, I just put 30,000 miles on a used car. And the guy's telling me, why would you want to buy an, uh, drive an 04 Grand Marquis? I said, because I put 30,000 miles on it and hadn't lost no value. Now, if I'd put 30,000 miles on a BMW or Mercedes, I'd have taken me three $5,000 loss. And if I'd have hit over 1,000 miles, I might have lost 10 grand. You know what? I work too hard for my money to give it away. I want to be the best I can be. Yes, I need transportation. Yes, I put a lot of miles on but I, I don't have to live up to that big image. I don't have to high roll. I don't have to do the things a lot of people think that I've got to do. But, you know, wisdom is only effective when you put it in action. Put your wisdom into action. You know, the contentment we find in the opportunities and successes of life is temporary. We expect our successes to be permanent, and they're quickly gone. It kind of sounds like a used and abused car, don't it? It's brand new. It smells new. Man, it's shiny. They're in a speck of dirt nowhere. The glass is shined up. The tires are shiny. Man, and then a rainstorm comes a week later, and your car's dirty, and you don't have that brand new appeal. And then you put your dog in there, and he... Passes gas, and now it don't smell new no more? How long does that new wear off? How long does it take? How long does it take to wear off? And does it remind you every 30 days when you're stroking that check to the bank or they take it out of your account? You look at your bank account. Oh, man, there went the car payment. I do not have nothing left for the end of the month. buddy calls me the other day. He needed to borrow a little money. It was a good thing it was very little. That's all I was on loan him. He didn't have no money until the end of the month. He had a week to go. He said, man, my car payment's going to be a little late. You know, he needed to make the end of the month going to be the first of the month when he got paid. So that's the key, making your wisdom, putting it in action, helping others, growing, learning, and understanding. My mobile number is 830 I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you've got anything, I've got some uh, cargo vans, some late-model cargo vans, Chevrolets. Right now, Fords have got to stop because of recalls and because of, I think, airbags or something like that. But we've got some Chevrolets, some Chevrolet 15 passengers, Chevrolet three-quarter tons, low miles, some 16s and 17s that are great savings. Great savings, and I want your old one. I'll buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you've got something non-productive sitting in the yard that you work for a man or you own the company, give me a call. See if I'll buy it. There's a good possibility. I buy a lot of stuff like that. I used to buy from oil fields. We'd buy their trucks, ship them all over the United States, but oil fields are, are not. That cost me 80 to 100 trucks a month I would buy just off the oil field people. But I was buying... Uh, two, three year old trucks with a hundred thousand miles shipping them all over the United States. But that deal is stopped. But I still need vehicles to ship. Uh, just sent one to New Hampshire, just sent one to Minnesota. We get calls every day. I'm a broker is what really I am, but I sell retail. I sell wholesale. I buy the good, the bad and the ugly. I buy old trucks, new trucks. It doesn't matter. Uh, Got a man call me from New York's trying to buy a 65 Chevrolet I've got. I need more old trucks. I need a 61, 62 Pontiac two-door hardtop. Uh, need a 55 Chevrolet two-door sedan. I Got a guy wanting a 69 Camaro. Got, got a, a family needing a 65, 66 GTO. So, I mean, there's value in a lot of stuff that's sitting around, sitting in your garage that you can turn into money. Be productive. I I tell a story, and I'll tell it real quick again. I sold a guy, a 34 Ford, uh, and 15 years later, he hadn't touched it. Fifteen years. We drove it from Waco. We drove it to his house. We parked it in his garage. Fifteen years later, he hadn't touched it. I tried to buy it back for two or three years. He wouldn't sell it. So I saw his wife in HEB, and I said, Linda, I said, I've been trying to buy that 34 Ford from Jim, and he won't sell it to me. She said, "Be there Monday with the trailer and the money." I said, "What?" She said, "Be there. I want it out of my garage." So I pulled up there Monday. Oh, uh, rang the doorbell. Jim opened the door and he looked at me. Said, "What are you doing here?" I said, "I come to get that thirty-four Ford." I said, "I won't sell it." I said, "Linda said you did." What? I said, "Yeah, Linda said get it out of the garage." She turned around. She's standing there. She was off that day. She took that day off. She said, "Get it out of the garage." Randy paid Jim. Jim gave him the title, Get It Out of My Garage. I'm tired of looking at it. You haven't touched it in 15 years. There's some stuff that sits around we don't do anything about. I just got called on a 32 Ford truck I'm trying to buy. The guy's had it 33 years. 33 years. Now, the good part about it is it's worth more now than it was back when he bought it. He can make pretty good money on me. And the guy's thinking about selling one minute he wants to sell it, and the next minute he don't hand touched it in thirty three years. Be productive, be the best you can be. understand what's going on. Of course, if you got the room, it's out of the way. you know, take my advice and do whatever your little heart desires. I want you to be the best you can be. I want you to grow I want to be a light to you. Jesus Christ is a light to me. The Holy Spirit's a light to me. But I want to be a light to you. You know, at one time in my life, my opinion was my God. But I see so much of that today. Most people say, my opinion's my God. If you don't like it, I'll hate you. I'll call you names. I'll do you everything else. But I got news for you. We all got opinions. Take control of your ministry. Opinions are at war in our minds. And, you know, Is your opinion your boss? Is it controlling your life? Is it controlling your thoughts? Is your opinion that you're better than somebody else? We're all in here the same. Carlos said a while ago that, you know, he's not perfect. I don't know anybody's perfect. I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be. I'm far from it. Ask my wife. Ask my children. Ask my employees. I'm far from being perfect. Now, sometimes I'll work a little bit and expect it a little bit. Sometimes we'll talk about expectations. I've taught on expectations at my Bible study. What do we expect out of people? But the problem with expectations, we expect a car dealer to tell the truth when money's his God. We expect a car dealer or a salesman to tell us the truth and be our friend when they've got authority over them, putting deals together, forcing them, demanding stuff from them. So, what's expectations in your life? What do you expect out of yourself? Do you expect somebody to never be wrong and you're wrong? Do you expect somebody to tell you the truth? See, that's the problem with expectations on car dealers. They expect you to tell the truth, but they don't have to. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you, 630, the word. Thank you, Baron. Thank you, everybody here. Thank you, Michael. I'm going to tell you it's a great, great day. God bless you. Hey, go to learn to cars Doncom Give me a call, 830-708-4789. It's a great day in San Antonio. Reach out, be somebody's mentor, love somebody. The more love you have for people, the more forgiveness you'll have, and God will bless you. God bless you. I love you.